Hello, my name is Michael D'Angelo. Welcome to Let This Mind Be In You. Or, if you are a return listener, welcome back. This is a ministry founded on proclaiming the gospel to the lost and exhorting Christians to remember that we have the mind of Christ. So let this mind be in you. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe with all your friends and family. And if you would like to reach me, you can reach me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I also have a Facebook page. You can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Just search for that. Also, you can find me on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. And hello. Welcome to Let This Mind Be In You. Brother Michael D'Angelo here with you on a Friday night. This is uh, kicking it back uh, a little bit old school uh, because uh, when I first started, I think Friday nights were was the norm. But uh, as you probably saw on the channel, we had major, major difficulties last night with the uh, with the stream. Uh, not sure what was going on, but uh, that happens from time to time, uh, especially since I'm working off of um, probably probably one tenth of the internet uh, capabilities I had when I was in the house um, at the at the studio that we had for almost three years, or right at three years. So it is what it is. All right. Um, I see a lot of people already coming on here on YouTube. Uh, YouTube, a good amount of people are starting to come in there. Please drop a line and say hello, uh, as a few have already done so. Sister Susie, Brother Jason, Brother Ken, and I'm sure more will follow. Sister Cherie is over there on Facebook. Good to see you. And um, we'll get into what we're going to be talking about tonight, getting back into the book of Acts. Uh, speaking of Brother Ken, we had a very... Good conversation. Hello there, uh, Brother Greg. Uh, there on YouTube. Um, we had a very long conversation the other day. Uh, it was good speaking to uh, my brother in Christ there, Brother Ken, as he was, uh, well, about to pick up a delivery, I think. And um, so it's always good to hear from him. And we had a very good, uh, fruitful, I would say, Brother Ken, conversation. And uh, talking about a multitude of things, actually, but um, all surrounding the Word of God. So, hello, Sister Cindy over there on YouTube coming in here. Brother Dave is checking in on Facebook. Good to see you, Brother Dave. Uh, it's good uh, for Sister Susie and uh, Brother Dave, their daughter-in-law, her husband that we had prayed for, um, Houston, uh, a few weeks ago, I think it was, that had that stroke. Seems like he's doing much, much better, and we serve a uh, mighty God for sure. And so um, thank, I know they're thankful for the, uh, for the prayers, and um, he seems like he's doing better from the last post update that I was seeing. So that's good to hear. All right. Uh, and then my wife is over there also on Facebook showing a good sound check. But um, anyways, hey, so if you want to ask a question and uh, you don't have my personal number and you want to discuss some things, you can always reach me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I'll, I'll repeat it for you one more time. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. And you can reach me and we can start a dialogue there. And uh, any kind of questions, comments, concerns, or, you know, prayer requests or anything like that. So we're always looking to uh, help people out as much as we possibly can. And so uh, speaking of the website or the uh, the Facebook page, uh, Let This Mind Be In You, the YouTube page, Let This Mind Be In You, you're already starting to come in there. Please tell all your friends about it and have them like and uh, subscribe and then share it with some of their friends as well. Let's pass the word along as best we can, and I would appreciate that. As not being monetized on Facebook or YouTube, um, the algorithm doesn't always drive. It, it's dependent upon people to share it, um, make comments, like um, on both YouTube and Facebook. That's what really starts getting some views up there. You can always go back and watch any of the past broadcasts. Uh, you don't have to catch it live. You can always go back and watch later on. There's many, many... Um, uh, playlist you can find on Let This Mind Be In You on YouTube and Facebook. You can just search for under videos and look under playlist. Everything is uh, sectioned out there. Brother Dave even shared my Millennial Rain series uh, the other uh, last night when I was not unable to go live. So I appreciate that, Brother Dave. 
Yeah, go check that out. There's a lot of these studies, though. I don't, I don't. I mean, there's a lot. There's close to 200, I think, now on uh, in the archives. Um, there's some things that I do need to correct uh, myself on. Some things that I've learned. Um, some, you know, slight changes in in some thinking uh, over the years. And uh, so I think what's probably going to happen over the next, I would say, is couple years we get through the book of acts um, I think what I want to start doing is not necessarily rehashing everything but maybe doing a, a little bit of a summary on each one of the different playlists and I've thought about that a little bit um, even to the point where I could watch we could reshare it and then watch along with it and then you know not necessarily major corrections like I said but uh, maybe do a little bit of house cleaning so to speak um, some of those early ones are pretty rough um, <laughs> production wise, but um, I, some of the things that I was, I've said in the past that I've changed uh, my thinking on uh, biblically, I need to make sure I address uh, just in case somebody goes back and, and watches those. But if you find something, please bring it up and uh, ask away. I would really appreciate that. All right. Well, that's enough of that. Uh, again, podcast, you can find the uh, audio version for each one of the, all the studies you can find that on let this mind be in you podcast wherever you want to find your podcast and wherever you like to, to view it you should be able to hear it there there is a few on spotify that i still cannot get fixed and i do apologize for that so if spotify is your your platform that you like to, to to listen to your podcast on there is a few that have been cut off um literally there's like three or four minutes of the entire 45 minute broadcast so i've tried i've tried i've tried and uh nothing seems to work even re-uploaded a lot of them and it still does it so i don't know if it's a glitch or maybe their algorithms catching something that i said but nothing that i say is ever controversial so i don't know <laughs> anyways all right let's get into the book of acts i, I wasted well, not in waste, but uh, took a little bit of time there getting started. But uh, looks like we got a lot, quite a few people coming in, which is good to see. Uh, Brother Dave says thanks for prayers if you're not watching on Facebook. So he wants to very much thank all of you for that, and, and so do I. All right, Acts chapter 8, we're going to point out a few things. There's a lot to cover in Acts chapter 8, and if we get to all of it, so be it. But uh, it's a Friday night. And I don't have to work tomorrow, so I may go a little long tonight. We'll we'll see how it goes. All right. All right. Chapter uh, eight, verse number one. And Saul, again, this is uh, the Saul that they laid their the coats at the, his feet. Um, he was watching their coats when they stoned Stephen. That same Saul was consenting unto his death. You know, obviously talking about Stephen. Um, and at that time, there was great persecution against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And again, I don't want to rehash a lot of things, but just because it says church there doesn't mean it's the same um, church dispensationally. Uh, church literally means a called out assembly. Um, there's a church in the wilderness. There's many other different types of um, or versions of church uh, called out assembly. Uh, throughout the Bible. So right here, this is the church which was at Jerusalem. Again, that's where the Lord Jesus Christ told him to remain. He's going to pour out his spirit and so forth, as we've already covered. And they were all scattered. This is what happens. Um, you know, Saul is giving out great persecution. He's not. He's probably not the only one. There's multitude of, you know, people that were persecuting this church that which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Now, that's a very interesting fact there. Remember, Jesus tells his apostles, witnesses of me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. And this is what's happening here already now in Judea and Samaria. Uh, also remember in Acts chapter 2, I, I, I like talking about it. Um, it talks about that every nation, I think the... See, I can use the exact words here. I'm going to turn back real quick. But remember that there was dwelling at Jerusalem, verse number five of Acts chapter two, uh, Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. And now some people may say, well, that's just a hyperbolic type language, you know, just saying all the nations under heaven. 
Well, the Bible says every nation under heaven, I believe it. So I, at this point in time, a lot of them stayed, but maybe some had already gone back. So um, I always make the kind of a comment that, uh, you know, this great commission, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel, really was, for all intents and purposes, sort of accomplished in Acts chapter 2. I do realize they're still going to go back to their hometowns, uh, their, their, their places that they, every nation under heaven. Uh, but now these, uh, maybe the ones that stick, stuck around, are now being driven out of Jerusalem, as we see here in Acts chapter 8. And they're going and spreading about. They're scattered abroad throughout the regions, except, it says in verse number uh, 1, the apostles. Now, why would the apostles not be scattered as well? I think the very short answer to that is that they're the princes that are going to rule on the 12 thrones. And Jesus said for them to wait there until, you know, and so they're going to stay there. That's what the Lord commanded them to do. The kingdom's coming through back to Jerusalem. I mean, the kingdom is going to be there in Jerusalem. It's going to be established the seat of David, uh, the throne of David. Jesus Christ is going to step on that eastern side on the Mount of Olives and rule and reign from Jerusalem. That's why they did not leave. They would rather be killed. I mean, they're not leaving Jerusalem. Um, and that's what it says here, except the apostles. You know, many things are happening right now in the world. Uh, we see current events. We see um, major conflict. And uh, it is sad to see any kind of major conflict. And some people have asked, you know, are these signs of the times? And uh, I always, always, always try to remind people to think about this. We're not looking for signs of the time. That is not what we are to be watching and waiting for, his return. We are to be living our lives as ambassadors of Jesus Christ on a day-to-day basis with the vocation wherewith we're called, and that is spreading the gospel of our salvation the good news that every man can be made a new creature in Christ Jesus by believing in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ and his blood being the justification for your sins. You were once a sinner, and because you are a sinner, you cannot come to the presence of a holy, righteous God. But he provided that path when he died and shed his blood for the remission of sins. Now, let's uh, talk about, go back here to chapter number 8 and verse number 2. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentations over him. And just to finish the thought about looking for signs of the times, I do understand it. It's very fascinating. It's interesting. Time is short. Brethren, for sure, time is short for the, the church, the body of Christ. But again, don't get wrapped up too much in these uh, Let's see, I, I heard a, a, a podcast, they were talking about the red heifer, and they said, you know, it seems really strange, they they breed specifically these red heifers, and they, but there's always something that is a blemish on them, and so they can't use it to consecrate the temple, and that's what they're looking for, this red heifer, so the, the temple society and all those uh, are looking to build what they think is going to be the third um, temple. That uh, they need a red heifer to do such. And it seems really, you know, the person that was on this podcast is like, it's very strange, you know, that every time there's always a defect. Oh, here's the red heifer. But then, oh, there's a little spot of a uh, different type of uh, color in, on, on its, you know, on its fur. Oh, can't use that. And they're like, well, you know, it's, man is really trying to bring about these, these events of uh, revelation. They said the apocalypse, man is really trying to, everything they could do, breed these animals in order to make, to bring about this. And I just sat there and I kind of shook my head. And as I was listening and I said, it's almost as if no man in heaven or earth or beneath the earth or ever live can open up the seals. Only he can. And that's what will start the timeline. Everybody says, well, we're looking for this and then that'll start the timeline. No, 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 folks. Jesus Christ, the one that's worthy to open the book, is the one that's going to open those seals. That's what brings about Daniel's 70th week. Okay? Man can try. Uh, these, uh, you know, I did the conspiracy theories and other fun little things that we talked about uh, several weeks ago on uh, what's on my mind kind of a thing. And, you know, those are fun to talk about. Man can try. 
but man is not going to bring about God's plan. God institutes his plan in his timing when he wills it. Okay. So are you worried about this? Is this a sign? Like maybe, I don't know. I'm not worried about it. I'm waiting for the catching up with the body of Christ. Um, I'm looking forward to that blessed hope. Anyways, all right, getting back to it. Verse number three, as for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering into every house and hailing men and women, committing them to prison. Therefore, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. What word is that? The word they were told to preach. Be witnesses of me. And they're going forth spreading that word. I believe they're still preaching here. This is some of the stuff that me and Brother Ken were talking about. I still think that they're preaching even after the stoning of Stephen. I do think to a certain degree they are they are teaching um, the kingdom. Okay. Um, now there's some differencing of thoughts about that. How now that this is the the little flock that's scattered, and I definitely I can see that point. And me and Brother Ken, we didn't have any kind of arguments or anything like that but you know we kind of discuss some things in a in a very good manner and uh, I just we don't have a clear defined biblical says this is what they were preaching just says they were preaching the word um, so there's some different thoughts on this um, as we continue I got an email from uh, brother David uh, who's now in Korea I, you may have heard me talk about him before but I met him in Romania. He's an army captain, and he started coming to my my uh, Bible study on Romans in Romania. And uh, we come to the Bible study uh, there when I was on de- my last deployment, and uh, we met. and He sent me an email and was asking some of these questions, and and uh, they specifically about is the is God done with Israel as far as putting them on the on the shelf, so to speak, at the stoning of Stephen? Was that their last chance? And I do believe that there's good evidence biblically that it was Israel's last chance. Um, However, it gives me pause over the next few chapters that there's still many believing this this word. There's the apostles, the kingdom apostles, the 12 are still going about. Um, The Holy Spirit still falls on people and, you know, by laying of hands and all these other different things are being being practiced. And um, so I don't know, it, was God done with Israel as far as putting them in, in uh, on the shelf, so to speak, at the stoning of Stephen? I just don't think that that can be conclusively said. Again, some people may disagree with that, but I don't think it's a point of contention by any means. But um, anyways, let's get back to here. The Therefore, they were scattered abroad, verse 4, uh, went everywhere preaching the word. Then Philip, and here's the account here of Philip going to uh, Samaria, which is a, a interesting in and of itself, and we'll get into it. All right, uh, and the people, uh, when Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them, and the people with one, with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and uh, seeing the miracles which he did. Again, these things are signs to them that these things are coming to pass. And I think of the Samaritan woman at the, at the well, that there was people that had already heard of Jesus Christ. She went back and told a member of the account. She says, uh, come see this man that told me everything that I've ever done. Uh, I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> Just think about that. And that's in Samaria, which is, you know, northern Israel. It's up in... Uh, around the Nazareth uh, kind of area just north of there. But the, the Samaritans there were, were despised and, you know, you know they're half uh, Jews and half Gentiles that had intermingled and, and different things that had happened over the years. But I think about this, that they see that they, uh, they gave heed unto the things which he was speaking. This Philip here in verse number um, six, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did, Look at the interesting things that are happening here. For unclean spirits, crying with loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with palsies, means that they were uh, had these ailments on them, and that were lame, were healed, and there were great joy in that. There was great joy in that city. But there was a certain man called Simon. Now this is an interesting character, and we'll get into this just a tad bit we'll, uh, as we speak about this Simon which before time in the same city used sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out that himself was some great one. You know, he had 
signs and wonders he was doing himself. To whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying, this man is a great power of God. You know, be wary of people doing some things in the name of God, you know, or, you know, wow, man, look at this guy. He's doing this. You know, this guy's doing that or he's prospering. So he must be something. He must be something. He must be touched of God. Be wary of that, brethren. And to him, verse number 11, they had regard because that of long time he had bewitched them with sorceries. I think of something, um, uh, speaking of bewitching in Galatians, who hath bewitched you? Mankind is naturally curious and awed by things that maybe they can't explain. Um, I think, you know, at this time, you know, there's signs and wonders, and that's what bewitched them. And Galatians, the ones that were trying to bring them back under this law, and uh, the ones that uh, these uh, telling them to be circumcised, to observe holy days, and all these other kinds of things. And, you know, those are, that's what was bewitching people. So think about what's bewitching people now. A lot of stuff. A lot of things are transfixing people's uh, focus and attention away from God. There's so many different things. Multimedia, you know, this this thing, this platform that we're on right now, people get very, you know, myself included, scrolling, you know, just getting getting kind of caught up and just like reading accounts and stories. And then next thing you know, an hour has passed. So there's a lot of things bewitching us nowadays. Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Now, this guy here, Simon here, is bewitching them with sorceries. But when they believe Philip preaching the things concerning, now here, again, the kingdom of God, that's why I'm thinking to myself, I, he's not preaching the revelation of the mystery. Saul is, you know, Paul is still Saul at this point. There's not um, a revelation of this mystery. And we'll get into that. Uh, that's some of the things me and Brother Ken talked about is when was the, the mystery revealed, but... We'll get into all that as we continue through Acts. But as he says here, he's preaching things concerning the kingdom of God. I think that this is the physical kingdom. He's preaching to them. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, they're out there preaching what he commanded them to preach. And the name of Jesus Christ, see that concerning the kingdom and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Then Simon himself believed also. Now, this is fascinating. Let's, let's look at this. And then he was baptized, or excuse me, and when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. You know, he was like, says he believed uh, he was baptized. Let's keep reading. Now, when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John. I think this is uh, part of the. Uh, my dad's series or the one that we did the, the shared study on about the, the three keys of Peter, uh, the, the keys to the, the kingdom and that he was opening and unlocking. Uh, you know, he had Jews and proselytes and you had half Jews and Samaritans and then you had Gentiles all being preached to this kingdom by kingdom apostles. And but what's interesting is that why did the Holy Spirit have to come through Peter. I don't know other than the fact that he was given the keys literally to the, to the kingdom uh, as Jesus told him. So I don't know. Uh, this seems to make a whole lot of sense. That's why they would send Peter and John who, when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy ghost. That's another interesting thing. How come they didn't have the Holy ghost at the moment of belief? Uh, turn over to Ephesians. Let me show you something that's different for now. It's just by way of comparison, Ephesians chapter one. Look at, let's look at something a little bit different here. All right. Start in verse number nine, having made known unto us the mystery of uh, his will, according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one, all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. In whom we also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ, in whom ye also trusted, 
After that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest or the down payment, the, 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 the sealing, the, the, the contract is signed, uh, the money is placed down, so to speak, just like an earnest payment for a house. Here it is. God himself sends his spirit, the Holy Spirit of promise seals you, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. And the redemption of that purchased possession is the catching up of the body of Christ. But that's at the moment you believe. As Ephesians 1 says here, in whom you also trusted that after you heard the word of truth, you know, faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God, you know, that the word of truth comes. The very words of God, they believe that. They believe him, the death, burial, and resurrection, that Jesus Christ died for the remission of sins. And the moment you heard that, the gospel of your salvation, whom also after that ye believed, as soon as that happens, ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. See the difference here, but back in here in Acts chapter 8, he, they send for Peter and John. Peter and John make the trip north. They go up there, they pray for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. It's just a very interesting thing that this is clearly not the same dispensation in which we are in today. All right, verse 16, for as yet he was fallen upon none of them. That's fascinating. Only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. You know, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. I mean, they, they fulfilled the commandment that he told them to do, but where's the Holy Spirit? Well, Peter hadn't showed up yet. Now, then laid they their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. So they had already believed. They had already been water baptized. All these things had already happened there in Samaria, but they had to wait on Peter and John. And Peter comes and prays that they may receive the Holy Ghost, lays his hands on them, they receive the Holy Ghost. Huh. Now, here's Simon again, verse 18, and when Simon saw that through laying on the of the apostles' hands, the Holy Ghost was given, because they had that power and authority, he offered them money, saying, give me also this power that on whosoever I lay hands, he may receive the Holy Ghost. Well, that sounds like a, a good thing to have, right? Let, let me let me uh, let me have this power there, boys, so I can go on um, and do the same stuff. Now, remember, he had believed he had been baptized. Had he got his, you know, he was probably one of the ones that had had the hands laid on him, received the Holy Ghost. So a lot of times people ask this question because of what Peter's about to say as whether or not Simon had loses his salvation. <laughs> let's, let's keep reading here. Verse 20, But Peter said unto him, Thy money perish with thee, because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. Thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter, for thy heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent therefore of this thy wickedness, and pray God if perhaps the thought of thine heart may be forgiven thee. For I perceive that thou art in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. Ooh. Then answered Simon and said, Pray ye to the Lord for me, that none of these things which ye have spoken come upon me. Now, I wish the story kept going. I wish the account would keep going to like fill us in. Like, okay, did he get repentance? And uh, did he get his heart right? You know, and all those kinds of things. Did he lose his salvation? Did he lose his part in the kingdom? Did he, you know, what is going on here? Now, let's let's just go back and just do a little bit of review here. He believed. I believe he was baptized by in water. I believe that the Holy Spirit came upon him. Now, did he lose the Holy Spirit? And this is when the age-old question, you know, that people talk about, can somebody in different dispensations lose the Holy Spirit. And, um, you know, this is some one of the other things that we had talked about the other day, me and Brother Ken, about during the time of Jacob's trouble, whether or not people can lose the Holy Spirit. Now, 
this is where I kind of fell down. I fell on that. We don't know with 100% certainty whether or not you can or not. I have I lean towards the fact during the time of Jacob's trouble that people are that receive the Holy Ghost, as these people do here, are sealed. And that they don't lose that because it's not of works of righteousness that you receive it or that you can lose it. Okay, Uh, it's not based and dependent upon you. However, I can see the argument for some people saying, well, the Holy Spirit is comes upon people. The Holy Spirit during that time doesn't seal you until the day of redemption because it's a different dispensation. I just don't know. I I find myself sometimes saying, well, maybe Simon wasn't, and maybe the Holy, he loses the Holy Spirit here. Maybe he loses his part in the kingdom unless he repents and confesses his sin, and um, then God would be faithful and just to forgive him his sins and cleanse him from all unrighteousness. I don't know. I do know that there, the one thing I do know, though, that beyond a shadow of a doubt, 100%, during now, the church, the body of Christ, through the revelation and through our apostle, the apostle Paul, that we are sealed until the day of redemption, sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise. The earnest payment has been put down for this purchase possession, this body that will be changed in a moment and a twinkling of an eye. That's assured. So that's what we need to be grounded in. And this is kind of where we kind of fell like when we were talking about our uh, uh, in our discussion that we kind of talked about the important thing is knowing what is now. There may be dis- slight disagreements on, you know, is, you know, can you lose the Holy Spirit during the time of Jacob's trouble or maybe even right now during this time that we're reading about? Did it fall upon people? Did it uh, seal people into the day of redemption? I, you know, we just don't know. The important part, though, is to come down on the fact that, biblically speaking, it is 100% fact that in this dispensation, dispensation of the grace of God, that you cannot lose your salvation. You are made a new creature in Christ Jesus. He's not going to deconstruct you. He has sealed you with his spirit. Therefore, the earnest payment that was given to you, not by works of righteousness, which you have done, for by grace are you saved, in in the same letter to the Ephesians, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And that's why I kind of fall down on the fact that I don't think that the Spirit, once entering into somebody, and during this time, left them. But I can see the argument either way. I know that's clear as mud, but uh, that's where we're at. But be, be grounded in now, the here and now. That's the most important thing, in my view, okay? So whether or not Simon was truly saved, whether or not he received the Holy Spirit, or maybe he didn't, maybe he was one of the ones that did, was sitting there watching these people receive the Holy Spirit, and he was like, man, I want that. Here's some money. And then that's when they say, hey, you've believed in vain. This is empty. We, we, we see that you're believing this stuff because you want this power. Your money perish with you. Maybe. Maybe that's the case. We just don't know to 100% certainty. I know people argue back and forth on a lot of that stuff. And uh, I think it's okay to talk about a little bit. But at the end of that discussion, you need to understand who you are now in Christ. That we are sealed until the day of redemption. Okay. That's a little bit of a side um, discussion. Let's get back into Acts chapter 8. All right. Let's see. Verse 25. And they... When they had testified and preached the word of the Lord, returned to Jerusalem and preached the gospel in many villages of the Samaritans on their way back. Um, Which seems to be, okay, Peter and John are going that way. But now there's something that happens here. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go towards the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza. Interesting. We're talking about Gaza in the news. Here's Gaza, which is around Ashkelon and Ashdod and that region over there on the Mediterranean side. When I was stationed or when I was deployed to Israel, we were just outside of Ashdod. And uh, (laughs) 
Yeah. So rockets and different things that would come from Gaza were 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 ever present. So um, it's just a weird dynamic. Anyways, Ga- uh, Gaza there, uh, which is the desert, which is desert. And he arose and went and behold, a man of Ethiopia and eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure and had come to Jerusalem for to worship. He had made a pilgrimage all the way from Ethiopia, which, um, you know, where's modern-day Ethiopia? It's well south of Egypt. And he came all the way up, made this long journey, so he's on his way back. He had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and now he's making his way back. A man of great stature. uh, He was in charge of everything for the queen. So uh, he was essentially, like, if you have, like, a... Uh, you know, in like in the monarchy in, in Britain, you know, you have the, the king now of England, but the prime minister runs the day to day. You know, the, the, the king and the queen are always kind of like a heads of state. They're like they're kind of uh, almost like a figurehead in all sense of purposes. But the day to day operations, here's this uh, Ethiopian eunuch that was running the day to day operations. You know, the prime minister of Ethiopia, so to speak. But anyways, he was returning. Verse 28 and sitting in his chariot read Isaiah, or Isaiah, the prophet. Then the spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah, which is Isaiah, and said, Understandest thou which what thou readest? And he said, How can I except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. They're going to have a little Bible study here in the book of Isaiah. The place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his shear, so opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation his judgment was taken away, and who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. He's cut off. You know, uh, Daniel speaks about this in, in the Daniel 9 prophecy. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee. Of whom speaketh the prophet this, of himself or of some other man? You know, that's a great question. What is it, who's he speaking about here? So Philip here in verse 35, Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? What hinders me from being clean here? Uh, let, let, me, let me get in this water. Let me get baptized. Verse 37, and Philip said, if thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, look at the difference here. You know, Jesus Christ died for the, you know, was buried and rose again the third day according to scriptures for the remission of sins. But as he preached, as Philip preaches on Jesus Christ. And the cross, I'm sure, was described because in the conversation, who's the sheep that goes before the shears? You know, who's the uh, one that gets slaughtered? Um, the you know who opened not his mouth? That sheep that was led to the slaughter. Who is that? It's obviously Jesus. And the cross that happened not too far in the distant past. If thou believest all thine heart, and thou mayest, and he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That encompassed all these things. And he commanded the chariot to stand still, and they went down both in the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they were come up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. Where's the Holy Spirit? Wait a minute. I mean, didn't he? It wasn't Philip as an apostle, one of the 12. Wasn't he supposed to put his hands on him? It doesn't show him speaking in tongues here. It doesn't show the Holy Spirit coming upon him. It doesn't show. It just shows him being water baptized and Philip disappears. Did the eunuch receive the spirit? I believe he did. Not through the laying on of hands. I think that that happened at the moment he believed that Jesus Christ is the son of God. Uh, So why was he water baptized? Well, that was. A necessity inside of the kingdom. It was a kingdom uh, practice. 
but uh, we've talked about that quite a few times. But just something fascinating here that it doesn't seem now. It doesn't seem now that um, that the spirit is uh, you know has to be laid hands and the spirits are going to come on them or anything like that. Also, something interesting of note here in the next couple of chapters here, Peter is going to be approached by a Gentile. Uh, where he goes and talks to a Gentile named Cornelius, a uh, centurion. And the Holy Spirit falls upon him, and Peter can't believe it. Uh, we'll talk, we'll get into that once we get these next couple chapters. But it's fascinating here that the Ethiopian is, um, well, I believe that he's proselyte. He's a, he's, he's a believer. He's a Gentile. He's an Ethiopian. Um, but at the same time, he practiced as a as a Jew. He came to Jerusalem to worship. He believed in Jehovah God. I mean, there all those things. But he's searching the scriptures earnestly, and here's Philip expounding upon him. You know that Jesus did come. He is that sheep that was led to the slaughter. You know, and and he believes it. So we see that. The Ethiopian eunuch, what I'm trying to say is the Ethiopian eunuch is a Gentile that's a proselyte. So as since of being a proselyte Jew, he was a Jew for all intents and purposes. Okay, so the Gentiles, it's not a, a full on Gentile yet. So that's coming. So we've seen Jews, we've seen half Jews and, um, you know, the, the Samaritans there, you know, the word is being spread in Judea and Samaria. It's going being scattered by persecution and all these things that are happening. And there is this Ethiopian eunuch that seems like things are changing. It's transitioning now. Like there's, there's no more, there's no laying of the hands of the apostles. And it seems like this man here is, is sealed. And again, we go back to the discussion. Are they sealed during this time period? Are they sealed during the time of Jacob's trouble? And again, we, we can talk about that till we're blue in the face and uh, go back and forth on. Um, I, I tend to believe they are. I believe that those that are waiting to enter the kingdom at the time of um, refreshing, uh, when, they, when Jesus returns and blesses he, it takes part in the first resurrection that these that's when they are sealed unto that day. And that's when they get their new bodies. Uh, that's when they rule and reign with Christ for a thousand years. So I believe that this Ethiopian eunuch will be there in his new body. So anyways, let's last verse. But Philip was found at a place that seems to be Azotus. Could be pronounced some other way, but I don't know. <laughs> and passing through, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea if you know anything about the geography, Caesarea is on the coast. And uh, we're going to see Caesarea play uh, uh, a good part in something that's about to happen here when we see this conversion next week, Lord willing. And that seems, excuse me, it seems like the Internet did perfect. Praise the Lord. I got a, a landline cable uh, that went directly into my into my computer here. So um it's not over, you know, wireless. It's not over Wi-Fi. So I'm thinking maybe that's helping out a little bit. But praise the Lord that it, it went down. But um, next week, Lord willing, we're going to see a conversion of Saul. And um, some interesting things that, again, I, I wish we could. I wish in a way that me and Brother Ken's uh, conversation that we had over the phone the other day, um, which was close to two hours, I think, Brother Ken, uh I wish that was recorded. We talked about a lot of stuff, and uh, it was good fellowshipping and getting around the word and discussing things and um, having a great time in the Lord. But um, all right, let's go to let's go to the chat. Let's go to the chat, shall we? Let's start over there in Facebook and see what we got going on. I haven't been uh, watching that chat very much. Oh, we see uh, Brother Dave here. Again, he posts the link to the Millennial Reign series, the Millennial Reign of Christ. Thank you, Brother Dave. Then he says, worthy is the Lamb. Amen. And that's the one that's going to open the seals. Uh, the next one here, signs and blunders and blinders of men. Brother Dave always has a good turn of phrase. 
So thank you, Brother Dave, for that. Yes, don't look for a sign. If you look for a sign, you'll find it, okay? <laughs> you, you'll, you look hard enough. You know, this is the same thing with, like, um, like, numerology and different things like that. People, like, look for something until they find it, you know, because they, they get this confirmational bias, and they say, well, see, this is this and this and that. Look, folks, believe your Bible. Believe your Bible when it says that Jesus Christ is the one that opens the seals. No man, Rothschild, uh, Illuminati, uh, the Temple Society is going to bring about Christ's timeline where he catches his body away and starts the prophetic timeline again. Nobody starts that up except for the Lamb who is worthy. All right, let's go over to YouTube. Let's go over here to YouTube chat. I can uh, see. Oh, my mom came on here. That's great. Hello, son. Sorry I'm late. Your pop is under the weather. Oh, low-grade fever, cold chills, body aches, prayers appreciated. And so pray for my dad, Kevin D'Angelo. He hardly ever gets sick. He gets a sinus infection or used to um, pretty much every year. Uh, but um, he hardly ever gets sick. So that's uh, dis- disappointing to see. Praying that Pops gets feeling better. All right, Brother Ken says here, Amen on being grounded in salvation now in this dispensation, where we uh, where we are sealed. Praise God. Yes, Amen. All right, uh, Brother Ken says I think Peter going to Samaria and laying hands on those who believe was a sign of the Holy Ghost leaving Jerusalem, counting the program the counting the program of the kingdom of heaven to be set aside for ages to come. Yeah, I think that that is obviously with the stoning of Stephen. This is what I told uh, Brother Dave when uh, I emailed him. It does seem like that is now things are leaving Jerusalem. And obviously the kingdom seat is Jerusalem. Um, and so I'm I'm fully aware of that. And I think that that is for sure. The, the program of the kingdom is set aside. As a nation, I just think there's there's a small remnant still to follow that are going to be brought in under that dispensation, Brother Ken. Um, uh, we talked about this. I do think that there's some still that come in. I know there's more that comes in um, during the uh, time of Jacob's trouble, those that endure to the end and those that are beheaded for the cause of Christ. We know that they serve and rule and reign with him for a thousand years as well. So I do think that there's some that are coming in so for that and i'm sorry my phone went off but uh i do agree with you i do think that that is a good indication that now that peter is going to samaria that it's being scattered as we talked about that the uh the scattered sheep of the of the little flock um and that the the kingdom is transitioning away um because the very next chapter we're seeing you know uh, saul getting converted but um Brother Ken then says, yes, thank you for the time on the phone, brother. It was definitely fruitful. It sure was. Boy, it was a great time. (laughs) So Brother Greg obviously is a fan of Brother Ken, giving him a hard time. Ken, you're bald and beautiful. Well, the beautiful part, I don't know. Bald, yes. (laughs) My man can grow a good beard, though. All right. (laughs) All all the hair came from the top and went to his beard, but... um, Anyways, it's good to have a good time in the Lord, isn't it? But uh, Brother Ken is laughing away at that over there on YouTube. I think that's it. Oh, Brother Dave had another comment here over there on Facebook. The last chapter of Acts has Paul seemingly declaring the shift from the Jews to the Gentiles. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, one of the things, many things, obviously, that me and Brother Ken talked about, but uh, there's three times that... Uh, because he would go into synagogues first, and during his uh, his travels there, uh, there was three times where he said, I, I go no longer to the Jew, now I'm going to the Gentile. The second time he says it. And then the third time, he, it's essentially saying, that's it, I'm done. But it's fascinating because in when he writes his epistle to the Romans, he says, my heart's desire is still for my brethren, that is, my brethren in the flesh. And he said, I'd rather be, I would be accursed if they would believe. Man, 
Anyways, uh, but yes, brother Dave, uh, there is going to be a shift, so to speak. So that's what the book of Acts is about. Some people talk about, you know, the book of Acts is a uh, transitional book. What does that all mean? Is that mean that, um, I'm going to check one other thing here while we're talking. Does that mean that, uh, when does it transition? What's the hard and fast date? You know, doesn't always say, um, I do know, that's why I said when we get to the uh, the crux of the matter, so to speak, that you get firmly grounded in who you are now, in the gospel of our salvation now. All right, all I needed to do, uh, I just went over to the Let This Mind Be In You discussion group, which, by the way, if you're on Facebook, um, it's a private group um, that uh, we have discussions on from time to time and different things like that. Um, you can always uh, search for that. Let this mind be in you discussion group is the name of it. It's a private group. You got to answer a couple questions at the beginning and then I'll let you into there. But it's I wouldn't say we have exclusive content on there, but uh, there are things that we do talk about. Um, sometimes, if you know, on the public page like this, they don't want uh, somebody wants to have a prayer request or something and doesn't want it to be public. Then um a body of believers there online, which doesn't replace your local assembly, but um, can give you some help there. And it's just a place for us to gather together. But uh, I don't always mention it because it is a private group, but um, go check it out if you'd like. All right. Always join me on uh, on Facebook and YouTube. Let this mind be in you every Thursday night. Again, this is a different night as a because of what happened last night. But um, we're going to try Lord willing next Thursday will be in Acts chapter nine. And see the conversion of Saul. And I, I look forward to that. And then you can also find me at Let This Mind Be In You podcast. Anywhere your podcasts are found, please search that. Anyways, all right. Thank you, Sister Cherie. Says thank you. No, thank you for joining me. Brother Greg over here back on uh, YouTube says uh, we go back a long ways. Sister Cindy. Thank you. No, thank you, Sister Cindy. And Sister Susie says, thanks, Brother Mike. And I'm really looking forward to Acts chapter 9. So am I, sister. And uh, like I said, Lord willing, if the Internet works and everything goes, we'll go live again next Thursday night. All right. Well, that's it for tonight. Good discussion. Uh, there's a lot of things that were discussed. Uh, if you have any questions, you can always reach me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. Or if you have my personal number, we can you can call me and we'll chat for two hours. And have a great conversation in the Lord. All right. Love you. Love you in the Lord. God bless you all. Thank you for joining me here and let this mind be in you. And uh, I will see you again next week, Lord willing. God bless.